Out. She can guest. I have Philbin trying to climb up the chair. <laughs> and Polly either has a cold or she's just cold because she keeps <laughs> gulping her mucus. Ew. Yeah. I mean, she's mostly Persian, so she has sniffles all the time. Mm. But. She doesn't usually. You, she's not gulping this much. Usually. Are you sure she's not nervous? She cool. could just be very intimidated right now. She's never been recorded before <laughs> on a live podcast. I'm really upset that people don't call in anymore. I feel like they used to call in all the time. Our phone was ringing off the hook. Glenn, our producer, could barely keep up with it. <clears throat> but we drove him to an early grave. And that's what happens when we don't offer him health insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't afford it. Yeah. And he had so many existing preconditions. <laughs> <laughs> Glaucoma. Adult onset type 2 diabetes. Um, Late stages of Alzheimer's. <laughs> two children. He had multiple growths that were never diagnosed, but they were always worrisome. <laughs> Such a good producer. Such yeah. a good producer, though. Uh-huh. Need to make it clear. He knew how to work the soundboard. Yeah, even if for most of the time the growths on his vocal box prevented him from being able to talk. That's not what he was here for. The problem with most <laughs> producers in the podcast industry now is they want to get in there. They want to have their snide remarks, too. They Glenn think they're Roz from Frasier, but exactly. Glenn knew his place, mm-hmm. mostly because his body wouldn't let him go anywhere else. He couldn't be in any other place. <laughs> we could not afford our 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 studio. Just isn't wheelchair accessible. <laughs> this studio it does not comply with the ADA. <laughs> and he didn't have a wheelchair either. <laughs> His, uh, Even though he's desperately needed one because of his cankles. His two strong sons had to drop him off in his chair, and they both had to go to work after. And they never came back. So, mostly we hooked him up to a hamster water bottle and a horse feeding <laughs> mask. And there he sits to this day. I'm not going to pick him up. He smells. <laughs> Yeah, he's starting to bloat. All those gases in him are... His arms are up in the air at this point. <laughs> it stinks because Glenn used to get the rats out of the studio. And I'm, I Again, I don't want to touch them. They're starting to bite at his corpse. Yeah, now he's attracting them. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, you know... I know that's Glenn's, why we fight. I know Glenn's dead and all, but you know that is a mark on his record. <laughs> right. I'm really thinking about 
firing him, at the very least writing him up for this. <laughs> Why? To a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing. It's normally where Glenn hits the light and tells us to start going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't on it. He wasn't on it this week. His arms just won't bend down anymore. No, I thought... I thought that if maybe I kicked his shit chair, he'd fall over on it, and I just feel uncomfortable because he's so much closer to me now. I at one point did tie ropes around his wrist, but it's just so mushy now that I feel like if I <laughs> give it a tug, it's just something's gonna snap off. <laughs> and I think we're liable for that. <laughs> I don't want to find out. I don't think we're liable that he died here, but if something falls off... <laughs> Glenn could serve us. <laughs> <laughs> he is the one who normally brought in the subpoenas, so I wonder... Yeah. wonder who's bringing those in now. Not me, that's for sure. Why, hey, to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, the game show where one of us is dead, one of us is quizzed on a movie they haven't seen, and the other one hosts the program. I'm your co-host, Ethan, and this is your other co-host, Wes. And this is Glenn. Turn that down. Can you you mix that down? I can't. I think there's something in him. (laughs) Not a soul anymore, I'll tell you that. I (laughs) watched that leave his body. Days before he died, even. Days before he died. <laughs> well, that's just working in modern-day capitalism, isn't it? Yeah. Speaking of capitalism, last week I quizzed Wes on the movie Ghost in the Shell. That movie has nothing to do with capitalism. Honestly, couldn't tell you for sure. I, <laughs> I, I needed to bounce off of someone else to get the themes down correct. I think that's in there, but I'm not sure. The end of this episode where uh, this is the last serious movie that I had in any intention of covering. It's goofballs from here on out. Gumball from here on out. Dude, I love that show. I know we can't keep watching it. I know we can't talk about the thing that we were texting about yesterday, but God, I wish we could. Yeah. No, we couldn't just screw over Steven. That's true. It's not our fault that he told us. Yeah. He's a leaker. He's already been on the podcast twice. He can't come back on again. (laughs) And if he sues us, we're not going to get the subpoena. Right. (laughs) It's all under Glenn's name. It's all all under (laughs) Glenn's name. The thing is, we we bought the building. It's under Glenn's name on the lease. Podcast is registered as an LLC to him. <laughs> Glenn LLC. <laughs> I asked you why you hadn't seen this movie and what happens in it. Uh, you said you heard about it only through the lens of its adaptation, uh, that there is an assassin. Someone is put in another person's body. Uh, could be digitally made or flesh and bone. It is anime. Uh, it's supposed to be a Japanese person, but the remake is not a Japanese person. Yeah, I would say that's all correct. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a point, I guess. I mean, we uh, don't really know. Like, it's supposed to be a philosophical question whether the... 
uh, lady who we follow, she's like openly questioning whether her ghost was something that existed before her mm-hmm. and or whether it was digitally created. So it's never it there's never that... a clear answer. No, we, unless we there is, because I definitely did not pay attention to the last ten minutes of this movie. <laughs> Uh, I don't think dude, the ten minute, the last ten minutes of this movie are the densest. Yeah, I was fading. I don't. I again, I don't blame you, but <laughs> but that's where a bulk of the information is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I sorry for fans of this movie. This this part is not going to be good for you. <laughs> you know. The episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, the next part will be good. Fans of Ghost in the Shell, you're not going to like our review of Ghost in the Shell, but you might like Lou Over the Wall. Oh, a completely wall. different, tonally dissimilar movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gave you points. I asked you, why was the little augmented human Togusa selected to be on General Motoko Kusanagi's team? You said he's the big guy, he's the Toru of the group, and he hates fish. That's just not it. Yeah, no, he's he's just a regular dude. He doesn't really have any augmentations. And, uh, yeah, he's just capable of doing the job without really posing a threat to the rest of the team. Yeah, they want him to make, a, to make decisions that a computer wouldn't. Yeah. And he does do that? Kind of. I, I feel like they at the end of the day, they don't really need him. <laughs> <laughs> the only like big thing that he does, which is like a decision, is that he doesn't use a huge gun. And he drives. And he drives. Except for when the ghost just takes control of the car. Yeah. <laughs> when she, when she's like, let me drive, I was like, oh, she's going to get over to his, into his seat. And then I realized, no, the car's computerized. She yeah. doesn't have to move. My favorite part was when she was like, take over. <laughs> and then I'm like, does he know where he's going anymore? I'm not <laughs> sure he's aware. He's not like <laughs> locked into the GPS that everyone else is seeing. <laughs> I was like trying to see whether there was a screen or something like on a Tesla that he could watch. But nope. Yeah. My man's just doing his best. Just looking for a garbage truck. <laughs> he makes it out of the movie. He's fine. Yeah. But he's treated poorly throughout. Yeah. Just because he's human. Uh, I asked you what's wrong with the photo of the garbage truck driver's wife and kids that he shows to his coworker. I actually really liked this part of the movie. Yeah. You said that the photos are all just him, the wife is him in a wig, and the kids are little hymns. I'm still going to give you the point. I think <laughs> I think for the most part you got the idea. Yeah, I mean it's uh meta kind of metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Uh yeah. it's all in his head. Mhm. He was uh the memories were planted in his head. I when I was watching that part, I thought it was interesting, but I think my reaction was darker than people <laughs> probably then what was intended probably for people's reaction to be and my i thought it was substantially dark 
Well, my my thought was, why are they even wasting their time with him? <laughs> like, just cast him aside. Why are they even trying to correct his memory? They said, like, there's no way he's going to get his memories back. Just leave him. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's for the audience to feel bad. But there's no reason for Section 9 to try to help him at all. They should have just tossed him in the street. Yeah, I mean, Section 9 indiscriminately kills. <laughs> with no repercussions so why not just do it to this guy what what does this guy have that he doesn't deserve to be shot down in the street like everyone else they murder or are they just punishing him to a much worse life than yeah to to let him first of all the life that they the life that he thought he had was bad yeah it wasn't good his wife was leaving him cheating on him his daughter hated him. Yeah. And he was like he was desperately cheating. trying to get that back. And now he <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't even have that. Yeah, he has nothing. He doesn't even he, there's no chance he can even get back what he had at one point. <laughs> can you imagine walking up to the to someone on the street and say, You don't even have a wife that hates you? <laughs> <laughs> and somehow that's like the burn. Yeah. And then they're I just, like, was... Yeah, they just essentially toss him aside after they reveal that, so... That guy's fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. he's got nothing. Mm-hmm. Sweet justice. That's what you get for hacking. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to hack, but it wasn't even his choice to become a hacker. He didn't like... realize he was hacking. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't even know he was doing anything wrong. He is the saddest character in this movie. <laughs> Truly the emotional core for this movie is that character who I don't even think has a name. Uh, probably not. He's probably credited as just garbage truck driver. <laughs> Number two. Yeah. <laughs> not even the first one. <laughs> no. Uh, and then lastly, not sure if you know this one. But I asked, why do we see someone that looks like the child form of Motoko Kusanagi near the end of the movie? <laughs> there's a metaphorical answer and there's a logical answer. So the this is the main character, right? The Scarlett yeah. Johansson character. <laughs> uh, I recall seeing before this movie ended the image of little version of her but mm-hmm. i didn't understand the context at all because i hadn't paid attention and then the movie ended abruptly and then i was like oh i guess that's it <laughs> this movie so... really just fucking ends <laughs> and i wasn't about to just go back and rewatch. No. so I did not expect that of you <laughs> i'm gonna say that it was probably either her death like her ghost went to heaven or went to like program software and that was that or she's the the questions answered and her her ghost can live on okay it's much simpler than that her head gets cut off in that final confrontation so bato takes her body uh to a black market doctor and that's the only body that they had oh uh, but then the metaphorical reason is her consciousness fused with the puppet masters. And so in a way, 
it's like reproduction and that is their child. Oh, okay. This is kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, about the last thing I remember in this movie is when she's trying to yank that tank open and she just crumbles like she tears her body apart. Oh, that part's brutal. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you doing that to yourself? Section Nine's not just giving these bodies away. Or are they? I don't know. She's bragging for most of this movie about how superior her body is. But, uh, what? She doesn't have nerves? She can't feel pain? I would imagine that they... Hmm. Now, there's, uh, there's, of course, one of the great pieces of media inspired by this movie is the Nicktoon My Life as a Teenage Robot. Um, I would, I would, the, the idea of imbuing a mechanical body with nerve endings is interesting. It's, uh, done in Star Trek First Contact. Uh, one of the better Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't know. Still haven't gotten through the original series. I plan on it. You could probably just watch the movies on their own. All right. Sure. I guarantee you could. (laughs) (laughs) But do I want to? Most of them are good. There's a few stinkers, but... Okay. Most of them are good or fine or simply wild. (laughs) (laughs) But none of them boring? Uh, The... After First Contact, all the rest of the Next Generation movies are boring as hell. Okay, so fair. So avoid those. But I just don't want to watch... I'm too old to watch things that are boring. Hold your review. Hold it! <laughs> Hold on to that thought. <laughs> Easy, girl. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Oh, hold on. Um, Glenn's feed bag is falling off. <laughs> Oh, there's maggots. Ew, ew, ew. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We put maggots in there to feed. (laughs) Glenn, throw that in the trash on your way. Shit. (laughs) So out of the open-ended section, you have two points. Awesome. No way that you got this or even know it. Uh, I asked you what voice actor plays Bato. It was already in this season. Yeah. Uh, It was the guy who played uh, the American pilot in Porco Rosso. Oh, okay. I probably could have gotten that. Yeah, he doesn't... Uh, well, Kira's a huge fan of this voice actor, and when she popped in to listen, she's like, that's not him. And I was like, no, it is. <laughs> uh, and then she heard him grunt. Grunting is the easiest way to identify a voice actor, because there's only so many ways you can do it. Right. Just like there's uh, only certain ways that... You know, Chevy Chase has his own way of grunting, and compared to, yeah, compared to Tim, that's the best way to easily identify them in Zoom. (laughs) Listen for their grunts. Yeah. All right, now this next question I thought may lead to a conversation. I asked you, what percentage of this movie do we see Motoko naked? You said 90%. So what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I wanted to talk about was length of the movie or her time on screen. Um, I think 90 is probably pushing it for either, but it is a lot cons- of times. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. 
And it's never really explained why she needs to go naked. So she can she, be invisible. She's also invisible sometimes when she's close. <laughs> she sure is. <laughs> uh, when she, the, oh, the first oh. time she turns invisible with clothes on, I'm like, what? Hold the fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like she thinks it's easier without clothes but it's definitely not and whenever she's without clothes the camera focuses in on her nipples so much Mm -hmm. that it's it's clearly just a creative choice by the animators to uh Mm -hmm. to do this let's hold on to that thought uh until the end of the quiz because i do have a question about that specifically (laughs) I know. I know you don't want to talk about it, but it's important to know where you stand. There's just one more I... scene about it that I want to talk about. Okay. Multiple choice number three. Which of these events isn't a contributing factor to Togusa being nervous about the visitors from section six? Uh, you did get this incorrect. The flicker on the infrared camera does bother him. Uh, they do not have illegal cybernetics. They don't even talk about their cybernetics. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I just like that this guy is such a good cop that he's like, that door was open for too long. <laughs> I don't recall what we're even talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I don't even know if that leads to anything is the weird thing. Because I feel like the implication is they came in here with a third person. And I don't remember if we ever see a third person. Hmm. Next question. Don't know if you caught this. How does the Section 9 GPS refer to themselves and their targets? Don't know. Nah, that's fine. You said us and them. That's not what I saw. It is hunter and game. Because mm. it makes sense. This is just all a uh, police state anyways. Mm-hmm. The logical leap of policing. What does Section 9 do? They hunt... Other government programs <laughs> that are made that are making like, Section Nine believe that they're not government programs, but they're they really are. Yeah. Yes, but like the government still runs Section Nine, and that becomes their job late because they don't trust Section. Is it the cannibalistic nature of? government offices i think that might be what it's commenting on yeah but don't even get me started on who that diplomat from the other country was dude (laughs) (laughs) are you talking about the scene early on in the movie yeah where there are all those camera shots on the guy with long white hair and we talk about the country (laughs) that he's from throughout the first half at least and i'm like don't know don't really care there's I that really like, menacing yeah. part where where there's a camera behind him and he turns and like you can see he knows it's there yeah doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah you're like oh he clearly is the puppet master red herring yep not even necessarily red herring because i didn't even think to think of him as anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was more camera, just confused. <laughs> yeah, the camera's pointed at him to say, don't trust this guy, and you're like, okay, I won't. 
I pr- I promise. <laughs> I just want to see a map. <laughs> Can you show me a map? <laughs> uh, and then lastly, what does the puppet master want from humanity? To be allowed to exist. Yeah, there's that. I I I had the answer is genetic diversity or the concept of diversity and reproduction. Sure. Because that is the thing about AI, uh, which is topical, I guess. AI will only become more cannibalistic and self-referential over time if there's no... But the Puppet Master said he wasn't AI, so... (laughs) (laughs) He he does say that. (laughs) He has transcended AI to become I? Uh, so, unfortunately, this is one of the first few times you've gotten zero points uh, in the entire multiple choice section, leaving you at a hot two. That's fine. I need a, I need a, st- a couple stinker quiz. <laughs> That's true. So I asked, true or false, we'll meet the woman after whom uh, Kusanagi was designed. You said true. I think it's false. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the reason that I have to pause... Is because there's that really long, silent sequence in the movie where she's on the boat. Oh, yeah. We're We're just watching her. We're just watching her in the boat. And then a camera pans up to a building. And we do see a woman that looks exactly the same as her looking down at the boat. And I, I don't know who that is or who it was supposed to be. Yeah, not sure. Uh, <laughs> I tuned out for a lot of that part. <laughs> I think that I was, was the first time I grabbed my laptop. <laughs> it was a long, silent portion, and I was doing laundry at the time. That was the first time where I was like, oh, this is a lot like Blade Runner. <laughs> There's a lot of sequences like this in Blade Runner where it's just mood <laughs> that's all it is <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a feeling <laughs> yes but you have to can do i have to look at it <laughs> it's not a nice feeling <laughs> no um the next question was nations don't exist in this movie so general kusanagi could be any race there are nations and it says at the beginning that technology is not Eliminated race. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's false. Yep. You sh- they can't make her white. <laughs> She's very much Japanese. We had to wait 20 years until Scarlett Johansson's movie for them to be able to make her white. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that movie starts and they're like, um, actually, there are no nations. So uh, whatever, whatever the first movie said, fuck you. I was going to say the opening crawl would have to be races still exist. <laughs> Artificial intelligence has not support, supplanted race except for white. <laughs> <laughs> Our main character is white and that's fine. Her name is Japanese. <laughs> and they also capitalize the word white. Automatically, <laughs> but also the e at the end of it <laughs> that was just an error <laughs> uh-uh. the 
the guns are laser guns. You said true. Uh, no, they're just shooting bullets. Mm-hmm. High uh, velocity. Tanks, HP. The when Bato walks up to that garbage truck and he just absolutely blasts the shit out of it and kills that one guy. Yeah. I was like, this is a lot. Poor garbage man number one. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even do anything. <laughs> he was just working. <laughs> he was just working and they interrogate the other guy. <laughs> uh, it's important that this movie is very anti-police but like yeah but also it doesn't seem like it's just so violent that it (laughs) it doesn't seem to ever really ever critique that violence in any meaningful way like when they're running through the market and they're like innocent people are just (laughs) dropping no no they're not i watched specifically to see because he's bato's shooting a shotgun through a crowded marketplace and i was like does anyone here fall and die no his aim is perfect i thought i saw a few people get hit in the forehead did you okay i i believe you (laughs) either way outside of that scene too there's lots of murder (laughs) yeah and no one uh, seems to think twice about it, which is where I say that there's no real critique of it. Fair. <laughs> Fair enough. It's just a thing that happens. Yeah. Just like in modern day. Um, tanks have six legs and look like bugs. You said false. But they look like spiders and have eight legs. That thing's got six legs. Yeah. Looks like a PlayStation. But I wish it looked like Billy's kid from Grim Adventures. Oh, it's name. Uh, it starts with an H, I think. Mm, come on, Ethan, you could do this. You just watched this episode. It's not Harold. Uh, uh, it's Jeff. Jeff the Spider. Yeah, Jeff. I hate you. <laughs> I love you too. Die! <laughs> I'll do anything you want. <laughs> I want you to die. <laughs> I'm just saying, why couldn't this movie be more like the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? Yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, but damn it. And then my last one was, this movie ends on a cliffhanger. You said false. I guess it kind of does, based on how you <laughs> described the ending that I did not watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's... <laughs> It's Matoko in her child body looking over the city, going, <laughs> we can do anything now. Which, if you want to get into the semantics of what's the difference between an ambiguous ending and a cliffhanger, I would say that this movie has a sequel and a television follow-up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so moving out of true and false, you netted yourself one additional point. Nice. I'm right. actually Let's thrilled talk. that I'm getting such a low score. <laughs> this like, is... there's hope. There's hope for <laughs> this is This is historic. Because <laughs> uh, Go ahead and describe the screenshot, but I'll let you know. You didn't do a good job here, either. Let me remember what it was. Let me remember what it was. Okay. This is... Uh, 
the I'm gonna guess this is the part where they mix bodies mm-hmm. or mix ghosts. It's the puppet master and you're so confident saying the word ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've avoided it the entire time because I'm still not sure. I think I have a pretty good idea what it is. It's just consciousness, I think. Like your soul. Yeah. That's Which that is why sense. like it's something that can be I mean it's it's left ambiguous whether they're programmed or they're like uploaded from a real person or not. Mm-hmm. Or is it like synthesized? Because one of the things they mention is like your brain is hybridized with cybernetics, so what part is still you? Yeah, but I guess with the in the instance of Scarlett Johansson's character, she <laughs> is like in, she's almost entirely android. I think she is entirely android, right? So we they see mentioned... her like constructed. Yeah. So, but she still has a ghost, and that's where she's like. Oh, did my ghost exist before me? I don't right. know. And you would think someone would have a straight answer for her, but I guess they just never tell her. And well, you work in and but even if that's the case, is it true when people can just rewrite memories like it's nothing? True. Um but then the puppet master is supposedly the first instance where a robot was able to create its own ghost. Or program mm-hmm. its own ghosts. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he just has uh, <laughs> just a uh, phone jack coming from his neck. They're mm-hmm. just sharing their Spotify playlists. <laughs> They're actually listening to Smash Mouth. It's walking on the sun. <laughs> That's right. This movie did end the same way as Rat Race. <laughs> <laughs> Matoko's standing in the crowd at the Rat Race Smash Mouth concert. <laughs> and then John Lovett comes up. <laughs> it's Hitler's car! <laughs> yeah. Um, I gave you a point uh, because you said there's a guy with four amp plugs in his neck. You gave me four uh, points? I gave you one. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you said uh, he has one of his four ports plugged into Scarlett Johansson's neck. That's not true. It was plugged into a different guy that was then plugged into her neck. Yeah. Uh, that she's naked like the robot lady next to her, but has a coat because she's flesh and blood. She's not. The other one is dead. It, it Questionable. Yeah. She is naked, though. Yeah, she and... is naked. If you would like another half point, I could give you one. No, but I'm But I fine. think you don't want it. Exactly. This is just the, the part that I wanted to mention. My... The scene where I thought it was most ridiculous that she got naked was when she got naked for this final battle. Absolutely. She's, like, (laughs) getting shot at, and then she's laying on the ground, and then we see her just rip open her shirt like she's fucking Superman, (laughs) but her uniform Mm -hmm. underneath is just her breasts. (laughs) Like, yeah. <laughs> program self-preservation is that hard is that hard she to program? had what i assumed to be some kind of bulletproof vest on right and that came off and i was like this invisibility is not gonna help you 
to that great of an extent here. Yeah. And you know what? Getting naked didn't help. Nope. Didn't help did at nothing. all. <laughs> In fact, you know, she you know destroys who... her body shortly after. <laughs> yeah. You know who did the most work? Guy with a big gun who was not invisible. Yeah. But I also want to talk about that guy because what is the thing with anime and manga where they put those little the little goggles over the eyes <laughs> but they're We've not even connected they're like no. monocles but they're like they're like uh what are they called the thimbles they're like <laughs> they're like monocle thimbles what's with that trend where did that come from is that I based in it, reality <laughs> truly i think it comes from this character really okay yeah but but Bato has cybernetic eyes, <laughs> so like true. That I believe. Everyone else doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I've always wondered that, and then just watching this movie, I was like, "That's right. This is a weird thing." Where I'm just like, "How? How is it staying on?" Because like Doctor Eggman has that, right? And I'm like, "Is it?" like a pinhole camera <laughs> i feel it's just limit it's just a limitation for mm-hmm. anyone who it's not like a cybernetic attachment in my head canon bato has like dragonfly eyes Im- implanted in his head in my imagination he has the most stunning baby blues <laughs> oh so you're talking like jujutsu kaisen zero <laughs> yeah <laughs> He takes them off and he has absolutely gorgeous eyes. (laughs) So that leaves you with a quiz total of four points. Damn right. Let's figure out where your humanity is and if you have any left. I can promise you I got more than most of the characters in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Question one for anime toxicity. Robot nipples? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say no. I didn't need them. I didn't need any nipples at all in this movie, whether yeah. a robot or not. Mm-hmm. We don't know that it helped the overall narrative. No, and they're always so perked. <laughs> this is the proudest normie point that I've given you so far. So what? What's the difference between a degenerate answer and a weave answer? For that. Uh, if you if you were a degenerate, you would have said I liked it. If you were a weeb, you would have tried to explain why they were there. Mm. So you would have gotten a normie point, or would you actually try to explain? I absolutely would have gotten a normie. I was watch. <laughs> Kira came in as I was watching a part of this movie, and she was like, "Why?" And I was like, "I don't know." And I was like, "Wait a minute, she's a robot. Those aren't there for any reason at all." Right? Yeah. She doesn't have reproductive organs as she's you... fully naked she doesn't have anything down there mm-hmm. why does she have nipples and then you add a third pillow onto your lap yeah <laughs> uh. all right second question how do you feel you about wanna, those actions you don't want to riff off that i don't want to riff <laughs> off that how do you feel about these action sequences uh they're fine again there's just like the indiscriminate killing and i get the point that it's like a police state it's totalitarian but like where's the 
like I, I just find it hard to believe that everyone's just like cool with it. Yeah. Like it would it would make sense if everyone was cool with it if we knew that their their ghosts could just be uploaded to another body. Then it, like it doesn't fucking matter whether you live or die. But that lore was never established. Yeah. For our, yeah, all and we know for a fact there are some people who are still almost entirely human. So, yeah, <laughs> could have could have gone in on that a little bit more, a little less on diplomat guy. Yeah, I was also skeptical about how realistic the high velocity bullets were. I don't know what those would be. I don't know a lot about guns, but I don't know what those would translate to. Mm. But uh. Some of the way they were shooting reminded me of the Dark Knight. You, Christopher Nolan, absolutely <laughs> ripped some of this and put it into his stuff. <laughs> One of the movies that we'll cover next, you will see that Christopher Nolan is a weeb. I gave you a normie point for action sequences. You didn't think they were the hypest thing ever. Uh, but that's the case for all action movies. I Action movies are... The action in action movies is always the most boring part <laughs> to me. I think that some action movies can have like well-choreographed action sequences where a story is told through. Sure, like some combat. like lightsaber battles. Like that Darth Maul and Qui-Gon. <laughs> this is your point of reference, and so I have to give it to you on this. <laughs> no, I mean more like... Uh, like Kylo and Rey in Force Awakens. Yeah, sure. Um, but I do think that the invisibility effects in this movie look cool. The way that people flicker with that yeah. light looks cool. Yeah. Uh, but it also, I kept thinking, it's like the same thing whenever that, that kind of is featured in a sci-fi movie or show where i'm like i can see him why are you squinting i can see him. just shoot him <laughs> they're not that invisible i can Get see him. him they're right there <laughs> hey space force whenever you're looking for someone to fire at your invisible targets wes has got you yeah i can see it you you got your sniper wes is there with the little spyglass to find the targets yeah i won't even have to squint because it's quite visible <laughs> Uh, and my final post-quiz question, Keanu Reeves should be in a movie like this, right? See, I feel like the normie answer would be yes. <laughs> is John Wick... I don't really know much about John Wick. Is John Wick kind of like this? I don't know. John Wick is nothing like this. Okay. Uh, I could I could see him wanting to be in a movie like this. Okay. But cool. I don't need him. I I never really understand the Keanu hype. Okay. So uh I don't I don't need him to be in. All right. I'm, I'm giving you this. a normie point here because the degenerate answer is hell yeah with no context. <laughs> uh the weeb answer is uh Keanu Reeves has already been in multiple properties that are based on this movie. <laughs> oh. Well, like what? Um, a little, a little movie oh, called Cyberpunk. The Matrix and Cyberpunk. Yeah. Oh, Matrix. Yeah, that makes sense. I know that neither of us have seen The Matrix. It's a movie that 
we both put on our list of possibly being quizzed on. Yeah. But the Wachowskis have gone on record saying Ghost in the Shell is the primary inspiration for The Matrix. Right. But until J.K. Rowling tells me I can watch it, I won't be. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so then finally, Wes, uh, you watching this movie again? I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Uh... I feel weird calling this movie not good. Because I feel like if this is your thing, I'm I'm just not much of a cyberpunk person. I've never mm-hmm. really liked the aesthetic. <clears throat> aesthetic. <laughs> Sorry, did you sniff Glenn? <laughs> i swallowed one of his fingers um <laughs> no we're liable <laughs> it fell in my mouth <laughs> stop laying underneath him <laughs> with my mouth wide open <laughs> poking him with a stick whenever recording west likes to lounge around the room and hold yeah. his microphone above his face um so I'll, I'll probably say it's fine. I'll probably give it like two and a half stars on Letterboxd. Uh, it's it's fine. I I feel like if anything, it made me want to rewatch Blade Runner because I always tell myself I should try and rewatch that movie because I like you also fell asleep watching it when I was. <laughs> just in my bedroom in high school Whoa! i didn't do that i never did that <laughs> I, I think blade runner is awesome hold on but primarily the reason why i want to see blade runner is because i'm interested in seeing the sequel that ridley scott says he hates but also got like amazing reviews mm-hmm. but i also understand blade runner also got amazing reviews and i was not a fan of it the first time you'll be the first person to hate both equally <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what about you? Yeah, Are you going to watch I, it again? I know that this movie is important. I'll never say that it's not. Um, the techniques used in it are probably cutting edge for what they were at the time. Yeah. It's not Akira. Um, which I also haven't seen and is the is the finale of this season. I don't know what that is. Well, uh, more power to me when I uh, am competing against you for those points. <laughs> um I like you. It takes oh, a lot for me. I like you me. too. I like you, man. <laughs> We're good. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that's how, like, some kid in school. Right, yeah, it's the way a middle schooler without (laughs) making eye contact looking at the sky. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At recess. (laughs) Yeah. God, middle school is great. More more movies should talk about how weird middle school is. There were some seventh graders at one of my schools who broke up, and then they told all their friends they had to pick sides. (laughs) And the, the, their friends were just in the hallway crying. <laughs> that would be way more devastating for the friends. Because there's no oh, yeah. way as a seventh grader you're like, this is a serious relationship. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then they got back together, so it's fine. Okay. 
but the friends were not allowed to come back together. They're irreparably. You don't come back after that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I, it takes a lot for me to buy into sci-fi, and I think that this movie's pacing doesn't. It's too much about the mood rather than the setting. Yeah. And I needed more information to buy me into the setting. So I'm interested in seeing the TV show adaptation of this because I think it could thrive with more time. Yeah. It's also like 10 years later, so I think the animation quality is also even better, which is exciting. This movie made me remember, in terms of sci-fi, like, uh, it made me remember my one of my high school teachers telling me that when Star Wars Force Awakens came out, because it came out around the same time, either that one or The Last Jedi came out around the same time as the second Blade Runner movie. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, Star Wars is so boring. He's like, if you want a really thrilling sci-fi movie, you should watch Blade Runner. And I was like, I think you're just being pretentious. Yeah, truly thrilling is the wrong word. <laughs> I would never describe Blade Runner as thrilling. Yeah, and Ghost in the Shell is closer to being thrilling with its action sequences yeah, but I would still not describe. It's it's still like way too moody <laughs> in order for me to call it thrilling. At- atmospheric movies are just not for me. It- yeah. This movie does a fantastic job establishing its atmosphere. I, I, I give me something to hear and look at, please. Yeah, like for me, I I can be down for atmospheric movies but it has to like serve a narrative purpose like in one hour photo like the mm-hmm. the scenes of Robin Williams in his apartment and stuff like that was very atmospheric and slow in setting mm-hmm. a giving a mood but that was also like giving us insight into what his mind was like and what he was thinking and feeling mm-hmm. meanwhile I'm like okay she's on a boat Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this movie does a good job, like in terms of like design, providing an interesting picture of what the future could look like. Yeah, except our cars are still looking like they're from nineteen eighty. <laughs> oh, d- don't even forget about the fact that our hair still looks like it's from the nineteen eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Douglas out here rocking the strongest <laughs> mullet I've ever, I've seen in a while. Uh huh. I hate that every time I see a mullet, I think. I could do that. <laughs> but I guess for a lot of cyberpunk stuff, the hairstyles are very 80s inspired. Yeah. Which is but, weird because I feel but the like cars, the cyberpunk... I feel like this is the only one where I've seen where the cars look like they're just normal cars. Mm-hmm. They're not even sleek. They're still like very rectangular and chunky, which yeah. I will add Japan. Cars in Japan still look like that. Mm. They don't want fast aerodynamic cars because if you went faster than 80 miles per hour on a japanese road you would absolutely die curvy uh curves mountains no one else is driving that fast (laughs) Um, (laughs) i promise you that what's the top speed limit that you remember there's so many tunnels they're not they're barely posted anywhere It's just like gotta, a, it's a vibe. You have to <laughs> truly, truly <laughs> Japanese speed limits are a vibe based on 
how dangerous the terrain is to cross. It's like the... It's like the 1900s in the United States when, like, horses were still on the road. So exactly. it's just like, <laughs> you're just feeling it out. <laughs> right. Care- the, the speed limit is always careful now. <laughs> I got on the highway once. Driving? The, the, driving, yeah. I got to borrow a car for work sometimes. And so I would occasionally have to, to go out and very rarely go on the highway. And they drive on the other side of the road, right? They do, yeah. yeah. It was weird to get used to, but I did. <laughs> you don't have a choice. Yeah, true. Um, I've talked about how many people... So, <laughs> you know how in, like, modern cars today, people have, like, that screen for their GPS or whatever? Mm-hmm. One of the number one things to do for people in Japan is to get, like, their mechanic to jailbreak that screen so they can watch TV on it while they drive. <laughs> <laughs> I've well, told you this, it- right? Yeah, I think you've told me that, but I've forgotten. And I guess if they're going slow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't matter if you're going that slow. I was nearly hit by so many people who were just watching TV. Uh, hmm. And I know, I know I've said this on the show before, but I'll never forget the woman I saw pulled over at a red light at 8 p.m. watching TV, dog on her lap. I was crossing right in front of her, and she did almost hit me. <laughs> did she yell at you? No. Okay. What did I tell you last episode? People don't yell in Japan. True. Yeah. So there's don't. no road rage? Oh, there's road rage, but it's deeply internal. <laughs> it's a bile. <laughs> was I ever honked at? I'm trying to remember. I, I honked at someone, and I felt so bad, but I had to. <laughs> Uh, anyway, where, where was I? Movie's fine. Um, I'm going to watch the show probably. Uh, did this movie make you a fucking weeb? No. Yeah. <laughs> nope. In fact, this was one where I was like, I don't care what the quality of voice acting is like. I should have just listened to the English dub. Fair enough. <laughs> I think I would have understood it more. <laughs> Maybe. You know what? That's on me, dude. <laughs> I'll take that one. There's a lot of crosstalk in this movie, too, that subtitles yeah. just couldn't handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, cool. That That's this movie. Those are our thoughts. We're going to talk about. We're going to take a short break. And then we'll be back to talk about Lou on the Wall. It's either Lou on or Lou over. I'm still not sure. I've watched it one and a half times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're back. Oh, no. Glenn. <laughs> Just die. <laughs> <laughs> Most of your body's rotten. <laughs> we saw your soul leave last week. What's still in there? <laughs> Uh, if you're just joining us, our producer is entering the seventh stage of rigor mortis. <laughs> seventh circle of hell. <laughs> which are surprisingly both called the darkness. <laughs> what is the seventh circle of hell? It is... <laughs> Violence! <laughs> uh... Every type of violent. 
Yo, the eighth circle of hell sounds stupid. <laughs> what is it? You go from violence to fraud. <laughs> Which is like, I guess I should, I, I could read Dante's Inferno, but I won't. So, <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, how how is that visualized? <laughs> the eighth circle of hell is resided by the fraudulent... Uh, it's reached on the back of the Garyon, a flying monster with different natures, much like the fraudulent. Uh, oh. there's, a bunch of, there's a bunch of ditches. They're panderers, seducers, flatterers. <laughs> hey, you People look nice. Are... <laughs> <laughs> you look really Honestly, good. Oh, so it's the Midwest. <laughs> I like what you did with so, your hair. <laughs> so far, this sounds like a trip to the UP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi there. I love your boots. <laughs> they look like they really stand up against the snow. <laughs> I, think sh- I think they're fucking lying. This is so much worse than when I was getting punched earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Like you are, you are witnessing suicides in the seventh layer, in the right. seventh circle of hell. And the eighth, you eighth one, you're someone's trying to sell you a Rolex. <laughs> I was literally about to say alchemists are part of not the eighth layer, and it's like they they can't even sell you. They're just like, oh, I can do it. I swear, I can make There's gold. a big. There's a big sign when you enter this circle that says what it is. I'm not going to buy stuff from you. I know it's no good. <laughs> I rode on a beast reminiscent of the fraudulent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I know what's up. <laughs> I get the deal. The ninth, I think, makes sense but because it's treachery. <laughs> but... Fraud being that deep, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to convince me on this Dante. Yeah, I guess maybe it's just a it's just a breath. You get a you get, you get to take a breath before you go into treachery. <laughs> it's a little break. Yeah. The author was like, "Whoa, this is dark. I need to get some comedy in here." <laughs> Divine comedy. <gasps> oh, I forgot. I forgot why I was doing this. People forget that the Divine Comedies are full of jokes. Yeah, so funny. Just like Avid and Costello. <laughs> <laughs> the original Who's On First. <laughs> I remember hearing at a party claim that he watches Avid and Costello and it still holds up. It all holds up. And I'm like, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I think that so much worse than a film fuckboy is a comedy fuckboy. <laughs> he was also a com arts major, so he was he was a double edged sword. Yeah, that's true. He could he he probably is but I was in film comedy with him. Yeah. Do you sit next to him? Absolutely not. I would strategically get to class as late as possible. <laughs> find him and make sure I was not anywhere near him. <laughs> We're talking Lou over the wall. Wes, obviously you know so much about this movie. Give me everything. Give me your everything. All right. 
the Lord of the Eighth Circle is here to tell me what he knows <laughs> about Lou Over the Wall. All right, so you know Wilson from Home Improvement? I heard of him. You don't have you seen Home Improvement? I've seen Home. I know Home Improvement. So you know Wilson. Wilson is two eyes and a beautiful bucket hat. Yes. Over a fence. Yes. So, uh, Lou over the wall is kind of inspired by Wilson W. Wilson, which is his full name on Home Improvement. The best joke on the show. It's a guy named Lou. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he's just known as the guy who's always on the other side of the wall. You know, it's a, it takes place uh, in a secluded town with a wall surrounding it. And everyone's afraid of the scary stuff beyond the wall but Lou Lou's on the other side of the wall and he's always like you just see his eyes and and he's just trying to reassure people it's okay you can come over here and everyone's just like uh Lou I don't know maybe, maybe tomorrow you know what let me check my schedule maybe tomorrow Lou and then he's like okay well I'll, I'll just be here waiting and they come back the next day because well they don't even really come by he they're walking by and lou's like hey hey did you get a chance to look at that schedule and they're like oh no not yet sorry i, I forgot you know the kids as an hr professional someone asking me have you had a chance to double check your schedule again is the most triggering phrase <laughs> cool so on that note you told me a lot about lou um something you might not know is that lou is a mermaid um what attracts her to the main character kai wait 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 is she oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah she is (laughs) i thought it was short for the common japanese name lewis (laughs) (laughs) this um this director uh would absolutely make a movie set in America in America with a character named Lewis. Lewis San. Does that make sense? It does. That is correct. Um, I've been watching an anime right now where it takes. It's based on the movie Kingsman, which I know you haven't seen. Yeah. Um, but it's basically England, so all the characters in it have either English or Indian names. Mm. So. Uh, the one that's been getting me is Finn San <laughs> or uh, Chris Coon. <laughs> uh, she's a mermaid and what? How does she fall in love? Yeah, what attracts her to the main character of this movie whose name is Kai? Um he's hot mm-hmm. uh i guess it could be his... he's in high school be careful careful now okay but the age of consent is 14 <laughs> correct correct careful now <laughs> um he is very muscular mm-hmm 
but he has a sensitive side. He's a loner. Okay. He's ostracized. And she sees him, you know, just throwing out everything that I said in the beginning because that was complete horseshit. She sees him on the shore and he, uh, you know, singing a musical number about like how alone he is. You are going to be truly so mad about how many points you're about to get. (laughs) Under the sea. (laughs) 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 I I want to tell you that the two things that you have already put together are mostly correct. (laughs) Uh, So we saw this in your name as well. Uh, There's a big public broadcasting speaker system in this town as well. Uh, is that just a thing wrong? in Japan? Yeah, there are just speakers all over the place. Okay. Um, people drive cars with uh, <laughs> public broadcast speakers on them. It's, it's just a thing. All right. Uh, what's wrong with the public broadcasting system in Hinashi Town? Uh, all the workers quit. Uh, do I get three options? <laughs> sure, yeah, man. Just keep going. Just keep going. You have been falling into right answers left and right here. You might as well keep taking swings. Um, the the uh, power lines have gone, or the radio lines have gone down. So the there's a disconnect. Okay. And uh, what's gone wrong? Was that the question? Yeah. What's wrong with it? Uh, the sh- the too cool shock jock DJ. <laughs> <laughs> he he got me tooed. <laughs> we'll have to think about that one. I have to consider that as a, as an answer. Again, you fall in your way to the correct answer. Uh, and then last open ended question: What is Kai's family business? And why does it become important? There, it's it's like an artisan town. Okay, fishing seems a bit too on the nose. So I am going to say, uh, they're cobblers. Mm-hmm. Like it's your gonna... favorite Adam Sandler movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it becomes important because she's going to get legs eventually, and she's going to need shoes because mm-hmm. her feet are disgusting. Lou needs a new pair of shoes. You're saying it like she's rolling a pair of dice. <laughs> Instead, she's just desperately trying to walk on the beach. <laughs> and every step feels like she's stepping on broken glass. <laughs> Moving on to multiple choice. Why do Kai's classmates want him to join their band? A. They found his secret YouTube channel where he makes beats. B, his poetry would make great lyrics. C, his late father was a great guitarist. Or D, he's got a punk rock attitude. Um, It's going to be B or C. Uh, I'm going to say the poetry. Okay. If he's a sensitive type that I think he is, I think he's writing poetry. That said, I, I know 
I, I just like the idea of your dad was a good guitarist, so you probably are too. Yeah, it's genetic. Mm-hmm. Just like how uh, in uh, Star Trek they implied that accents are genetic. <laughs> All right, question two. What is on Merfolk Island? A, nothing, and that's why it's perfect. B, an abandoned amusement park. C, the end of the Shadow Stone's influence. Or D, mermaids. I don't think it's mermaids because why are mermaids flopping around on an island? Um, isn't the amusement park from that, uh, was it? What we do in the shadows? With the siren on that island? Oh, yeah. I can't remember if it was an abandoned amusement park or not. I don't remember what she's on. I'm trying to think of it now. I'm going to say I'm gonna say nothing. Okay. And that's why it's perfect. Yeah. It's a place <laughs> that uh, she'll take the young lad to. Mm-hmm. All right, multiple choice number three. What don't this movie's mermaids have in common with vampires? So there are lots of similarities between this movie's mermaids and vampires. Okay. Which of these is not a similarity? A, being bitten by one means you become one. B, Immortality and agelessness. C. Garlic aversion. Or D. Weakness to sunlight. B and D sound correct. I feel like garlic would be so weird. Like, why why are you bringing garlic to the water? (laughs) (laughs) I like to get out on my pontoon and eat a big old head of garlic. Clove, a clove of garlic. <laughs> I'm cloven. I'm cloven all afternoon. You see me cloven. <laughs> you ain't. <laughs> Got some sun roasted garlic on my pontoon. I'm going to have to say cloven. It just doesn't make sense. Okay. All right. Uh, next. One, why does Kai's grandfather hate mermaids? A, because I was one. I used to be one of them. <laughs> Let me tell you, it ain't right. Um, why does Kai's grandpa hate mermaids? A, he believes all the rumors, wouldn't question popular opinion. B, he loved a mermaid and they abandoned him. Mm. C, he saw his grandmother killed by a mermaid. Or D, he thinks fairy tales are dumb. B, I think, is from Dragon Quest. Um. <laughs> Yo, fuck that quest. <laughs> I hate that quest. That's partially why when you told me to just start over, I'm like, uh. <laughs> I don't you have think to hear so. that woman speak in really struggling couplets for yeah. at least 25 minutes. 
Man, I was just clicking through that dialogue. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm going to say he just, just doesn't believe in fairy tales. He just doesn't think they're real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then multiple choice question number five. Which of Yuho, uh, that is, <laughs> actually, I, I just want to read this as it's written. Which of Yuho's actions nearly gets you gets Lou killed? Is this was this written by Tina Fey? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so which of Yuho Kai's classmates' actions nearly gets Lou killed? A. Yuho's bad at singing. B. She posts pictures of Lou on Instagram. C. She just tries to see if Lou can die by stabbing her. Or D. She tweets, hope I don't get eaten by mermaids, and then runs away from home. What was B? B is she posts pictures of Lou on Instagram. I'll say that. That's pretty dangerous. Okay. Not, this movie Did is, she even ask? It's <laughs> a thing. Kids these days don't know what you can and can't post on Instagram. True. Uh, next question. True or false? Mermaids in this universe eat puppies. Uh, yep. Somebody has to. (laughs) Is this where that terrible racial stereotype began? (laughs) I just want to say this movie is relatively new. I think it only came out like five (laughs) years ago. Yeah, and that's roughly when it that started, right? Yeah, I didn't I didn't grow up with that stereotype. <laughs> I, it's relatively new. It wasn't until I like right before I left for Japan. <laughs> I was like, I can't take this anymore. I'm moving back to my part of the planet. <laughs> uh number two. The Shadow Stone is a rock in town rumored to show you the shadow of your true love. Yeah. Okay. True. Whatever. Get me out of this bitch. <laughs> Just sounds like a knockoff of the Resurrection Stone from Deathly Hall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, true or false? A mermaid's song compels you to follow them until you drown. I was corrected by a fourth grader that there apparently is a distinct difference between sirens and mermaids. So I'm going to say false. I think I think this movie will establish that they're, they are separate things. Okay. I mean, if you had to guess, what does a mermaid's song make you do compared to a siren's? Fall in love. Or just be like, Oh, what's that? That just sounds neat. <laughs> you know, compared to most people singing, people just ignore it or they don't. They pretend yeah. they don't hear it. But a They're mermaid like good song, where you take notice. Yeah, a mermaid song will always make you respond. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, true or false? Curious. Curious. Where's that coming from? <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, true or false? Yuho's grandpa wants to commercialize Lou and bring back his theme park. Hell yeah. I'm gonna support him. She's just an animal. <laughs> true or false? Lou's father has a shark tail. Uh, yeah, okay. 
And lastly, your favorite, Isekai? Mm, no. Okay. No. That looks weird on Audacity. <laughs> the Audacity. Oh, do you think that's where it's from? Oh, do you think it's oh, from yeah. the word? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> send this on my phone screenshot coming in cold i have still so many pictures from the brave little toaster because i couldn't decide which one i wanted to send you okay (laughs) hard to see exactly but uh (laughs) Nice cropping, by the way. I can see that you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was. I'm fucking smart, guy. Uh, I can see that it's an LG TV, though. <laughs> uh, this. These are two hapless sailor men who are serving as the comedic relief. In the movie, um, they are tasked with uh, I don't know if this is Lou or not. There's a big whale thing, kind of looking like an orca, mm-hmm. eating a fish with its flippers. And there's two guys that are like, oh. And they're doing that sitcom thing where they like lean into a doorway with one on top mm-hmm. of the other. Uh, and I can't tell if this is Lou or not. It'd be kind of weird if they fall in love with something that looks more like a fish than any semblance of human. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just say for the sake of it that this is Lou. Okay. And when... The other character is away. These fishermen are tasked with making sure that Lou is fed and cared for. This is probably in the beginning of the second act. So, for the halfway point. For this photo in particular, I truly couldn't have asked for a better description of what's going on. Excited for you to watch that scene. It's one of my favorites. All right. Uh, But that is it for our quiz on Lou Over the Wall. Uh, You can find this week's movie on Netflix with a subscription. So, Wesley, we've avoided tainting your your subscription preferences for a long time. You got to dip back in again. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it on uh, Takara's mom's account. Yeah. She won't mind. It's just... Or you could make a new profile that just weebs stuff. <laughs> Keep it away. Uh, you have been listening to the game show. We ain't seen nothing yet. The current score is Ethan. <clears throat> I don't have it up, and it doesn't really Ten. matter. <laughs> Ten and Wesley. Fifty point two five and Stephen eight. Yeah, he's coming back. <laughs> It's closing in. Uh, um, 
already said where you can find this week's movie. Follow us on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Powerful Goose or on Letterboxd at eGeese. You can follow Wesley on either platform at Baby Wesley. And remember, they see when you clove in, they're likely hating. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.